This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. positive examples and he says I believe there are also some people who are some very good negative examples but no worthless people and the Pharisees are definitely negative examples to us and they show us something. I'm reminded of something that happened to me in high school I started preaching when I was 15 or 16 I think it's right there in the in the transition time about the time I got my driver's license I started preaching I got to preach at the nursing home, and uh, really God stirred and did a work in my heart, and I was doing everything I could to be a genuine, faithful servant of Jesus, but I was still a teenager. Lord be with us. It was difficult. And uh, I remember uh, the, this, this habit and the, this kind of fad that went about. Everybody's wearing these bracelets that said WWJD. How many of you ever had a What Would Jesus Do bracelet? There wasn't anything in the world wrong with that. And as a matter of fact, it's a pretty good principle to live by. Uh, when you're getting ready to do something and you're not sure if you should or shouldn't, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? And it'll help you. It'll prevent a lot of trouble. Well, I was wearing the bracelet one day and I wasn't asking the question because I was in history class and my cousin was across the room and we were joking back and forth and carrying on. And I made a very unkind gesture from one side of the room to the other side of the room toward my cousin. It was rooted in fun and ha-ha. But I made that unkind gesture with the same arm that I had my What Would Jesus Do bracelet on. Yeah. And I made the gesture through the crowd of peers in my classroom. And one girl that sat the row over from me, notorious for being in trouble and a difficult situation, actually someone I had a great burden for. Somebody I really wanted to help if God would give me the chance. As I made that gesture across the room to my cousin, just in fun, she looked at me and her statement pierced to my soul. She said, hmm, so much for what would Jesus do? And she was serious. And it broke my heart. And you know what I did? When nobody's looking, I took that bracelet off because I felt unworthy to wear it. And I thought, Lord, please, please don't let my actions, don't let my actions and my poor representation of you, my great God and King and Savior, please don't let my actions be the actions that hurts this young lady for eternity. It broke my heart. I wish I could say that she got saved and everything's wonderful and great, but I'll just tell you something, she's in jail right now. I don't believe that's my fault. God's forgiven me for my sin. But I just wonder, how many people in our community, because of the combined hypocrisy of people who call themselves Christians, People who dress up and come to church on Sunday but live like the devil or live like the world or forsake their faith in matters of business and integrity and their daily life. I just wonder, 
how much effect we're having on our community like the Pharisees had on their community. And Jesus just looked at them and said, Listen, boys, you have shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. I don't want to be guilty of that. I think the first thing I need to tell you this morning is the most wonderful message you'll ever hear. Not because I'm the messenger, but the actual truth of how to get to heaven. You see, Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said, you're, what you're doing is keeping men from going to heaven. You've shut up the doors. So the natural question to me is, how do you get to heaven? Well, I'll tell you. There's a lot of ideas about getting to heaven. There's a lot of ideas about how your good works will outweigh your bad works. And maybe just somehow God, because you've been pretty good, will let you come to heaven. Folks, I want you to know something that has nothing to do with the scale of your good and bad. Here's how it works. God loves you. Aren't you glad? The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? God loves you and sent Jesus so that you could go to heaven when you die. God loves you. But here's a fact. All men are sinners. If you've never sinned, stand up. I'm just kidding. Don't. The Bible says if you say you have no sin... You're deceived. The truth is not in you. And you make God a liar. Look, we're all sinners. And our sin has a penalty. Wages. It's what you get paid for what you do. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So my sin has a wage. My sin, just one sin. Much less all the ones I've committed in my 38 years of living. Just one sin condemns me to death and hell forever. The wage of sin is death. But, isn't that beautiful? There's an exception. But, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The only way we can have eternal life is through Jesus. What's that mean? Well, Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins on the cross. Uh, you know, the message of the church, the cross, an empty tomb, heaven, hell, the message of the, of the church, the message of the Bible, that's the message of the Bible, the gospel. Sin started in the Garden of Eden, and Jesus paid the price for our sins. What's the message? The message of the church should be how to get to heaven. Now look, here's how you get to heaven. Jesus paid the price for your sins. It's your sin that condemns you to hell. You must personally pray and receive Christ by faith as your Savior. There has to come a time where you realize that you're a sinner, that as good as you could possibly be is not good enough, that you need Jesus to pay for your sins. The Bible says, With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What did it look like for you, preacher? I'll tell you what it looked like for me. God convicted me that I was a sinner. I'd heard the story of Jesus. I'd heard some friends talk about how they got saved. Now, I didn't understand all that. But I'll tell you what I did understand. I understood that working that God was doing in my heart. And I was guilty. I knew I was guilty. I knew I needed to be forgiven. God convicted me of my sin. And as a child, I asked Jesus to come into my heart. 
Forgive my sins and be my Savior. I trusted in Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. And at that moment, I got saved. I can't explain it all to you, but there was a difference. I bowed one man and got up a different one. Old things passed away. All things became new. When I put my trust in Jesus, I got saved. So, if you ask Cody Sturgill today, if you were to die today, do you know for certain that you'd go to heaven? Do you know what I tell you? Yes. Absolutely, yes. And some people are offended about, how can you know? You must think you're something special. I am something special, but I'm still rotten. But I'm special because Jesus Christ saved my soul, forgave my sin, gave me everlasting life. It's not of works that I've done, but it's all of the grace of God when I trusted Jesus as my Savior. I got saved. Hallelujah. Because of that, I know for certain that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Jesus changed my life. I got saved. Folks, if you're here today and you're not saved, you need to get saved. You need to start talking to people who know God and His Word. You need to humble yourself and realize that you can't earn your way to heaven. You need to put your trust in Jesus. That's the way to heaven. But what were the Pharisees doing? The Pharisees were shutting the gate. They were blocking the way. And I want to bring this message to you quickly this morning. Ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. How in the world did they stop people from getting to heaven? May we learn something from God's word today. Look at the Bible says in verse 14. The Bible says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Lest you get concerned, there's a lot of verses to come through here. There's just five things I want to bring to your attention, and we're going to move through them quickly. The first thing is this. How are they shutting up heaven? I'll tell you. These men that represented religion, represented the door to heaven, they made long prayers without compassionate character. They made long prayers without compassionate character. Here's what they were doing. The Bible says that the scribes and Pharisees, they were so self-centered, they were so self-motivated, they were so caught up in their, in their religion and their form and the power and the influence that they had among men that they were devouring widows' houses. They were taking advantage of little old ladies. It reminds me of people who... In the name of religion and faith and prosperity, sell things on television, and they they are they're aiming at little old ladies who have hurts and pains, and they send a message across the television screen that says, "If you'll send twenty five dollars a month, we'll cry on this cheap paper towel and send it to you, and you'll have the blessing of God." Well, that's a lie. Now, that's a far extreme. But, look, the moment that we become for sale is the moment that we are no longer helping people into heaven. It's the moment we become blockers of the door. The moment that we have more concern about building for ourselves 
than we do pointing people to Jesus and helping the hurting. It's the moment we become blockers of the way as opposed to people pointing people to Christ. I thank God for a beautiful facility. It's great. But we do not worship carpet and pews and shingles and air conditioner units and paint colors. and We don't worship them. What do we have them for? We use them so that we can encourage people, help people, point people to the truth. We use our facility as an instrument in God's hand, a place to sanctuary where we can hear the truth and grow in the Lord and do the work of heaven and point people to Jesus. That's our burden. Jesus looks at these, these Pharisees. He says, you shut up heaven because, he says, you are devouring widows' houses. And for pretense, you make long prayers. You know what the word pretense means literally? A show. They were putting on a show, calling it religion. Some people are going, oh, wow. But all the while, they were stopping folks from actually seeing their need for Jesus. How do you shut up the kingdom of heaven? Make long prayers without compassionate character. Number two, how do you show up the kingdom of heaven? Win people to your cause and not the Christ. What the Bible says in verse number 15. The Bible says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Now here's the picture. Jesus says, look, he says, you'll, you can pass sea and land. He says, you'll go all over the world. You'll come pass sea and land, and you'll go to great measures to make one proselyte. The word proselyte literally means to come over, to get somebody to convert to you, convert to your way. And so these scribes and Pharisees, they were, they were making, doing extreme things to convert people to their, to their way. What was the scribe and Pharisees' burden? Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.